Welcome to another edition of The Greater Work, the audio outreach of Christ Worker Ministries. Listen in as experienced employee and minister, Sean Gibson brings biblical insights to help you worship God, both in and with your labor. Now, let's get to work. This is the Greater Work Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Sean Gibson. Now, rejection is something that we're all going to face in our careers, from an idea not being received by our coworkers to being removed from a project that we've invested so much time into, even being rejected by a customer. The effects of rejection may not appear obvious. Still, in time, it can become very clear. When a person has been rejected, they can become sensitive to it. While I'm not talking about everyone, some individuals become hypersensitive to anything remotely resembling rejection, especially in the workplace. Years ago, I learned the term confirmation bias, which can easily be defined as interpreting information and evidence as confirming one's existing thoughts and beliefs and theories. While many of you think that confirmation bias is something that only conspiracy theorists deal with, we all have our own biases that we look to confirm from one time or another. Especially true in the workplace. If we've been through a previous situation in that workplace that resulted in us feeling rejected, we can become sensitive to any action or activity that appears remotely close to bringing another round of rejection into our professional life. I've worked with individuals that were laid off early in their careers, and it brought some significant emotional damage into their lives. Their layoff caused them to go through a season of financial hardship, self-doubt, high anxiety levels, and even depression. Because of the torment that they endured by feeling rejected when they were laid off, they would do anything possible to avoid that feeling again. While confirmation bias can easily be seen in an extreme form of rejection like a layoff, it can also be seen in something as simple as not having a call returned in a timely manner from a boss, a coworker, or even a client. When you don't hear back from them, our minds can wander back to when we didn't get that expected callback, resulting in us missing out on something that we really wanted. This delay in response can result in you confirming that you are being rejected again, and you're probably missing out on something once more. I've seen confirmation bias at work when a coworker wasn't invited to a business lunch, yet they perceived it as a personal rejection. Again, Because they had a bad experience in the past with not feeling part of the team, they instantly defaulted to their bias that they were being rejected again. Sadly, when I returned from that lunch, that coworker treated me with rejection, and they thought that that was the kind of rejection I was giving them. I had to explain to them that that lunch meeting that I was invited to had everything to do with a business project that they were not involved in. But my coworker could not accept what I had to say because it didn't confirm the bias that they suffered from. Now listen, I'm not just talking about others dealing with this. I've dealt with workplace rejection confirmation bias in my own career and even in my walk with God. I've had a manager that started operating like a micromanager right before I was let go from a role that I was working with that company. As a result, in my following positions, when a manager would clamp down on details and in my mind start managing me in the most micro of details, The anxiety of not having a job would cripple me, and I would start looking for another role. My job, as I perceived, was in jeopardy, but it wasn't. 
It was just because of a bad experience that I'd walked through years before. You see, my bias caused me to become anxious and to choose to go out and look for another job because I didn't want to get stuck with not having a job. I associated micromanaging with rejection and ultimately job loss. You see, my confirmation bias against micromanaging played that same scenario in my head more than once. And as a result, when things got hard at work, I got out. So let's discuss how God can bring healing when we become overly sensitive to anything that remotely appears to involve rejection in the workplace. First, Isaiah 43:18 tells us, do not call to mind the former things. Pay no attention to the things of old. I know that this is easier said than done, but when a memory of the past holds us back from our future, we must allow God to help us to move on and accept the fact that the rejection we experienced is something that God can use in our life to bring us closer to Him. As it says in Romans 8.28, and we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. Now, I'm not saying that rejection that you've experienced was good, but the rejection you encountered can be worked out for your benefit. If you'll remember the life of Joseph, although he was rejected by his brothers and falsely accused of rape and imprisoned, God brought Joseph through all of it and blessed him beyond his dreams. The next step in dealing with rejection in our minds is to renew our minds. Romans 12:2 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and prove what is good, pleasing, and that perfect will of God. We have to work at renewing our minds and filling our minds with God's thoughts and leaving out all the thoughts of pain from the past. We have to put the past in the past. Again, while this may seem easier said than done, we're expected by God to renew our souls and to prove the goodness and perfection of his will in our lives. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It pierces even the dividing soul and spirit, the joints and the marrow. It judges the thoughts and intents of the heart. When we renew our minds with God's word, it will expose the thoughts or the biases that we carry. It will also expose the intentions of the motivations of why we get anxious when we feel rejected. Along with the word, it helps to get an outside perspective on your feelings. A good friend, a pastor, your spouse, those are all excellent places to start. Now, let them know that you're dealing with the possibility of being overly sensitive to rejection in the workplace and that you'd like for them to pray with you and to help you in the healing process. You know, maybe your initial rejection was so damaging that you need to get professional help from a certified counselor. And again, there's no shame in that. If your hand or your heart was injured, you'd go seek medical attention. So if your soul hurts from being rejected, go get professional help. There's no difference. Lastly, and this is a big one, clarify what is really going on in your work experience. If the rejection red flags are going up, talk with your manager. I would advise against asking questions like, hey, I'm really scared about what I'm experiencing right now. Am I going to lose my job? Instead of fearful questions, be confident and ask something like, I've noticed some changes lately and I've even seen an uptick in your oversight. In other words, they're micromanagers. Is there anything that I need to know about what's driving this sudden behavior? If your job is, in fact, on the line, then take the steps you need to make it more secure. If that's not possible, look for another job. Either way, you're more informed and can respond in a godly manner while maintaining self-control. Again, not every form of workplace rejection is malicious or done out of spite 
with the intent of you losing your job. Running a business is a challenging proposition. Companies will usually have to implement changes to continue to grow their business, to stay profitable, and hopefully take care of their employees simultaneously. For that reason, we need to pray for our leaders in the workplace and ask God to provide them with the wisdom that they need to effectively run the business and stay profitable. If you can relate to being overly sensitive to rejection in the workplace after listening to this podcast, my friend, I want to pray for you and I want to ask that God would set you free from this bondage. As Jesus said in John 8:32, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. I want to pray that God will reveal the truth of what is going on in your heart and empower you to overcome your workplace bias and anxiety accompanying your perception of rejection. Let's pray. Father, I pray for the one listening right now that so desperately needs you, whether it's a situation they were in in the past where they were rejected or something they're going through right now. Rejection is not ever fun, but I pray that you would bring healing into their life. And I pray that that wound that's there from the rejection, you would bring proper healing, that the wound would not fester and become infected so that they would be overly sensitive to anything that would come near it, touch it, violating our sense of security. Father, I pray that you would expose that issue in our heart. And I pray, God, that you would bring stillness into our soul. Help us to be quiet and help us to come to you and say, I don't understand what's going on, but I know that I can count on your hand being with me. Father, I thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to The Greater Work, a Christ Worker Ministries podcast. The Greater Work is supported by hardworking listeners just like you. To learn more about Christ Worker Ministries and how you can become part of our growing outreach, visit ChristWorker.org.